0: Hallelujah, this morning I, I know that God has something for us and I believe that he is going to do miracles in your life if you pay simple obedience to the word of God and just see that Pastor Wat is not preaching it is God that is speaking to your life this morning Hallelujah, let us uh, bow our head let's pray for this precious time hallelujah lord jesus we come before you once again O oh god as we about to hear from you we pray lord that you will open our heart and open our minds that the spirit of your word O oh god will minister into our spirit that you will give us the manner that we need for the day O oh god i pray lord that you will use this vessel as the vessel of honor in this very moment for your will oh god be with us speak to us in jesus name i pray amen hallelujah 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 our bible reading this morning is taken from the book of timothy first timothy chapter 3 Paul's letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth hallelujah everybody say the pillar and ground of truth and there is the church hallelujah in matthew chapter 16 verse 18 and i say also unto thee thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it verse 19 and i will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven hallelujah i want to talk to us this morning on this subject that the church the church is the full gospel amen or well, the church is the complete gospel hallelujah you cannot make it to heaven if you're not part of the church if you want to go to the kingdom of god then you need to be the church hallelujah you may be seated this morning according to isaiah chapter 4 40 verse 3 the bible says, the voice of him that cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make straight in the desert a highway of our God. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 verse 1, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye for the kingdom of God is at hand for the kingdom of heaven is at hand in verse 3 the Bible said in Matthew chapter 3 for this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight this morning Hallelujah. So we know the duty of John the Baptist. He was the forerunner. He came before Jesus. He was the one prophesied by Isaiah that he will prepare the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. But his message was repentance. Hallelujah. You need to repent. Hallelujah. For for God to come into your life. And we know in the Bible that the Bible is in two is in two testaments the Old Testament and the New Testament Amen and the Old Testament is full of prophecy that's still yet to be fulfilled and the New Testament is the testament in the Bible that is full of prophecy fulfilled Hallelujah in the Old Testament is the shadow and the typology of things to come in the future and the New Testament is the fulfillment and the reality of the shadows in the Old Testament Hallelujah so John he, he is the typology of the old prophet. He was the last prophet in the Old Testament and the new and the first prophet in the New Testament. So John stand in between the old and the New Testament because he's about to introduce something into the New Testament that was prophesied in the Old Testament. And he said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And Isaiah said, he is the voice in the wilderness. Hallelujah. So I want to take our attention into these two words, the wilderness and the desert. Hallelujah. The wilderness. The wilderness, according to the dictionary, it is an uncultivated, uninhabited, and un an inhospitable region or a neglected and abandoned area in a position of disfavor and desert is a waterless desolate area or land with little or no vegetation or a situation or place considered dull and uninteresting or a wasteland hallelujah so That is the condition of the world when Jesus came into the world. The world is the typology of the wilderness or the desert. A place where there is no hope, where there is no life, where there is no such things that can bring hope to any human being. Because in the spiritual sense, there was a curse in the world. Hallelujah. And only God can take away that curse. That's why the Bible said that prophet Oh, John the Baptist was the voice of the one that cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. And we see that the Bible say in the Old Testament about the tabernacle in the wilderness. Hallelujah. So the tabernacle was started and built in the wilderness. It is interesting to know that the tabernacle was not built in a city. The tabernacle was not built in a good, green, uh, plain Area, hallelujah. But the tabernacle was started and built in the wilderness. Amen. Isn't it great that we know that the tabernacle is in is in the wilderness, it's not in a city, it's not in a, a place of wealth and, and a satisfaction, but in a place in a wilderness where there is no hope. And Moses was the was the pastor of the church in the Old Testament, in the in the wilderness, hallelujah. And the tabernacle was the top. of of the church in the New Testament. Amen. So in the wilderness, there is no life in the wilderness except the tabernacle. Hallelujah. And repentance is when you turn your back from Egypt and on your way to the promised land. Hallelujah. So when you turn your back from Egypt on your way to the promised land, you have to go through the Red Sea. Amen. And the Red Sea is the typology of baptism. After you go through the Red Sea, you will go straight into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, there is the church, which is the tabernacle. And the tabernacle is what will take you to the land, flows milk and honey, which is the promised land. So for the people of God to make it to the promised land, they have to be part of the move of God in the wilderness, which is the tabernacle. Hallelujah. So that's why Jesus said you need to go and preach the gospel. For this is the will of God. Amen. And he that believes baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. Hallelujah. So in the wilderness, we see that there is no life in the wilderness. Amen. There is no hope in the wilderness. And that's why Jesus said, I come that they might have life and they might have it abundantly. Hallelujah. But the beauty of the tabernacle in the wilderness, it never stood still in one place or permanently stay in one place. It keeps on moving. It always moves around. Amen. Because that church is moving around and is moving to the promised land. And that's what the church is all about. It is the church on the move. And we are on the move this morning. And I believe we are in the move of the spirit of God. Whatever is happening now in the world, I'm part of the church that is on the move and I'm on my way to the promised land hallelujah and this move of God you will see miracles signs and wonders this is where manna fall from heaven on a daily basis they don't have to plan for their food they don't have to look for their food there is no reservoir for their water supply in the desert it is the rock which is Jesus Christ that always supplies for them and they want to drink hallelujah it is the manna that falls every day when they want food so God was their provider God was their was their security. God was there to help them because God is the one leading them into the wilderness and God said it is through the wilderness where I'm going to build this tabernacle where my provision is, where my anointing will be, where the pillar of clouds and the pillar of fire will be every day because this is what will take you to the promised land. Hallelujah. So I want to tell someone this morning that the church is a place where you need to belong to. Hallelujah. A place, a church is the safest place to be in this in this end time. Hallelujah. There is no where else in this world that is safe like the church of the living God. Praise the Lord. Because the church of the living God have the source which has come from God himself. Hallelujah. It's never run out of supply. You need healing. It's all in the church. You need bread. This is the house of bread. You need provision. This is the house of provision. Whatever you need, you name it. It's all in the house of God because this is the church that God told Peter upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it doesn't matter what the world may say. It doesn't matter what the world may try to influence the people of God. I want to confirm the word of God that we have an, a foundation. We are built on a foundation. Hallelujah. It is the foundation of the apostles and also of the prophet. And Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. So we have a foundation that cannot be shaken. I'm in the right place. I'm in a right place right now. It is the safest place to be. To be part of the living God. To be part of the church. Of the living God. Peter, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I build the church. But I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And what is that keys to the kingdom of heaven? According to the Bible, in John three five, Jesus said to Nicodemus, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, if you are not born again in water and spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven." So that is the key that was given to Peter. This is the key to the kingdom of heaven. I build the church. I give you the keys. That's why in the upper room in Jerusalem, in the first outpouring of the Holy ghost this is where the church started when the outpouring of the holy ghost in the upper room in jerusalem when they were all in one place in one accord when they fast and praying and seeking after god and suddenly there came a sound like of a rushing mighty wind it filled the places where they were all sitting and it appears unto them clover legs of tongues of fire and they were all filled with the holy ghost and they all speak with other tongues as the holy ghost gave them the utterance hallelujah and people start to mock them because it is the first time for them to experience such an experience and peter said this is not what you think it is this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days i will pour out my spirit and that is the beginning of the church in the New Testament. And that was the church that Jesus said unto Peter, I will build my church. And Peter preached the first message. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says they gladly received and they were baptized and 3,000 souls were added into the church and God added into the church on a daily basis God added, God added God added the church how did God add the church when you pay simple obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ which is death, burial and resurrection so I can confidently tell you this morning I'm in the right church According to the Bible, with all authority of the word of God, I'm in the right church. And I'm here to stay because it's the church that will take me to heaven. And this is where the unusual take place. This is where the miracle is. This is where signs and is. It's amazing. It's, it's, it is the, what the church is miracle signs and wonders. The last meal that Jesus had with his disciples, the last gathering, the last fellowship in Mark chapter 16 from 15 to 19, Jesus said, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel, he that believe. Baptized shall be saved. And he said, he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs will follow them that believe. You are a believer if you are a church of God. Signs follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Only the church can do that. Cast out devils. And they shall speak with new tongues. Only the church of God speak with new tongues. Praise the Lord. They cast out devil. Cast out demons. This is part of the scripture that the devil don't want us to preach. That we have the power to cast them out. Because we are the living organism indwelled by the Spirit of God. We're not just an organization. We're not just a church building. We're not just a part movement of some faith-based organization. We are the living organism. This is the church of the living God and we have all the authority and power from God to do the will of God. We have the access to the throne of grace to get a hold of those gifts and anointing and power and authority to use it against the devil. Because this is the church of the living God. I like that part that even the gates of hell, the gates of hell, you talk about hell, you talk about demons, you talk about the evil spirit. You talk about curses, generation curses. You talk about all this scary stuff. Hallelujah. And God told Peter, even hell cannot come against it. So this is where I'm always excited about. The hell part. When hell cannot come against the church of the living God. You know what? When I was young, growing up in the church, I was always scared of the devil. Maybe I'm the only one scared of the devil growing up. Whenever it's dark, I don't want to go out alone. Because to me, darkness is devil. That's the mentality I have as a young kid. But every time I go to church, I always hear the preacher say, You will cast out devils. They tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus. And I always, whenever I, I have this fear in me, I always say, In Jesus' name. But nothing happens. Amen. So every time I had an opportunity, I'm alone somewhere when I'm scared, I always say, In Jesus' name, you devil, go out in Jesus' name. But there was no devil there, it was just the fear in me. Amen. I define fear as the devil. And when I go into the Bible, as Paul was telling Timothy, for God is not giving us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So, this is what I've been battling throughout my whole life, growing up in the ministry or in the church. Devil. We love to talk about devil, but no one wants to challenge the devil. As a kid, now I start to come up in the ministry start involving in the ministry following those preachers around when they go and preach preaching places I see them laying hands on people and then all of a sudden the demons in them starts to manifest at the altar and I see them as they rebuke those demon possesses and they were all healing Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost and I was wondering Okay, I think this is only given to the pastors, maybe only to the preachers. I was I was really, Lord, I really want this. I want this thing. Amen. So I started to follow the, the ministry, start to listening to preachers. I go into the into listening to, to Lee Stonking most of the time. He talks about all this spiritual stuff. Hallelujah. And I and, and I always go out, find opportunity, try to exercise. Try to, to implement the, the principle of the word of God. I lay hands on people when they are sick with doubt and unbelief. I just speak it anyhow in Jesus' name. But nothing happens. Hallelujah. So when I, every time I come to church and everybody was shouting and everybody was jumping. For me, I can't jump. I can't shout. Why? I still had to fulfill the, the promises in the word. I love the, the, the speaking in tongues, but, but I hate the fact that I still yet to experience that the power of God can manifest through you and you lay hands on the sick and people recover. Praise the Lord. so I, I, I keep on trying. Amen. every time I get an opportunity to pray over sickness, I do it in Jesus name, in Jesus' name. To me, nothing happens. Because I didn't see any like healing take part or to see the change. You know, how we expect things to happen when we believe it so much and it doesn't happen. It's like discourage you. But every time when I come to church, everybody was shouting, singing, dancing. Praise the Lord. And I was asking myself why they are dancing. There's no miracles. There's no signs and wonders. Through my ministry. So I keep on praying and fasting and seeking after God. I never hold back. I was consistent. Praise the Lord. I was seeking after this. Because to make the story short, amen, it was a few years in the ministry, amen, and I, I always admire all these pastors when they talk about their testimonies, about healing the sick and all these miracle signs and wonders. One time I was praying, I was fasting and praying, I say, Lord, I really want to see signs and wonders. And I look in the Bible, and the Bible says, when the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, we pray, and the demons never go away. But you pray, and the demons go away. And Jesus said, if you have the seed like of a master seed, faith like of a master seed, nothing is impossible. Say to the mountain, move. It will move. But Jesus said, but this, he was referring to the demon poses. They only go out by fasting and praying. Not just faith alone, but fasting and praying. Amen. So I go into fasting and praying straight away. Hallelujah. First day, second day. Fasting. No food. No food. Three days, four days, five days, I was praying. Six days, I was praying. Seven days, I was praying and fasting. Eight days, nine days, I was praying and fasting. But as I was praying every day, fasting every day, I felt something so strong start to rise up in my spirit. Now when I read the Bible, it starts to change its meaning. It's like the Bible is speaking back to me. I was not reading the Bible. The Bible was speaking, was talking to me. Every time I read the Bible, the Bible was talking to me. The, the, the environment in the room starts to change. I feel the presence of God to a point where the Bible just turns itself. I don't have to flip the pages. It's just, the wind, some somehow, it just flips the pages, and I read in just a connected scripture from the from the previous scripture. It starts to getting weird, and at the same time, I have this excitement in me starts to growing up. This confidence, this momentum of faith start to build up in my spirit. Come the ninth day, Comes the tenth day, I was praying and I can see little fire all around me. I can feel the fear of God inside of me and I couldn't even say thank you or praise you Lord or hallelujah. I was asking for forgiveness all this time. For hours I was praying, I was asking for forgiveness because I have that fear. I see fire all around me. All of a sudden it just vanished and I came out from the room. I was like floating in the air. Amen. Amen. Then I heard a knocking at the door. A friend of mine came to visit me and said, I've got a problem. I've got an uncle. It's been three months now. He's been possessed by this evil spirit. And I take them to all pastors of all kind of dem- denomination we can think of. Amen. But instead of trying to find help, the situation just got worse. Amen. Amen it was really disturbing because the neighbors it is embarrassing amen and we couldn't think of anything else so i was thinking of you because i always shared to him about the word of god the power of god amen but i have this problem i still have to 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 see or witness the power of god to myself through me but i was i was fluent of explaining the word of god of preaching the word of god it was all biblical but I still had to have this manifestation, power of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. By the time that he asked me and he said, uh, can you come and help me and let's go and pray for my uncle? It was like, Elisha took that mantle and went over to the Jordan River. You know that excitement? When you want to look at the face of the devil, you want to see him like physically. You want to tell the devil, man, all this time I was scared of you. But I didn't know that it was all lie and drama. It was that spirit. The spirit of God in us. The spirit of the church. Hallelujah. So I was excited. I said, let's go, let's go. I was excited. When I was wearing my shoes, I was tying my shoelace. I speak to the wind. Devil, if you are here, hear my voice right now. You better leave before I come praise the lord and we and we come to that place when we come into that house they were worshiping god they were filled with the holy ghost they were already worship god and the uncle was already filled in the name of jesus when we came into the room they said hey sir there was a mighty move of god in this house just a few minutes before you come into the house we, we have no idea what happens to our uncle. He was just healed and he was just delivered by that evil spirit. We don't know what happens, but we know it was God. Now when you came in, he just confirmed that God is with you. I was jumping on my knees in the, and I started praying for them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We are the church on the move. We are led by fire, pillar of fire and pill of cloud. Even though it's desert out there, even though it's just sand, there is no hope but when you come into the tabernacle there is a whole mighty presence of God. There is a move of God. There is something else in the tabernacle. How would you feel if that was you? I was ready for the next challenge. Amen. I told my brother, I'm not satisfied. I want to do some more. Straight from that house, we went straight to the hospital. I go to the most, what is the call of this unit in the hospital. The ICU unit. We came here up into that hospital. As soon as we come out of the lift, there was this lady and his daughter been through an accident. Hallelujah. And the daughter was broken. All the bones was broken. From his waist, her waist down. And she was sitting on the wheelchair. Something amazing happened that day because I didn't even know them. We haven't met. I didn't know them. But as soon as we come out from the leaf, she was angry at me. And she said, What took you so long? I was surprised. I didn't even know the lady. And she said, what took you so long? We are all waiting for you. I had a brother. I was going with another brother to me that day. That brother is now a pastor of one church in America right now, brother Nigel Ali. He was, my, he was my youth leader that day. We all went together to the hospital. And he witnessed this. When this lady said, what's wrong with you? What took you so long? We are all waiting my daughter need a miracle straight away i take my pocket and into my pocket took out the oil and knowing this young girl i prayed in the name of jesus and i just leave her there i went to the next sick patient i pray over her to the next sick patient in the whole unit, i pray over all kind of sickness when i came back to this mom and a daughter she was instantly healed, all the broken bones, back together. Now come Sunday, I was excited going to church. No, <laughs> know when we were singing about the song this morning, Breakthrough, Breakthrough. I like that song, but I was discouraged when I see people out there singing Breakthrough, Breakthrough. 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 You need a breakthrough. If you need a breakthrough, stay in the presence of God. It's all in here. God is not a man that he should lie according to all his promises. According to your faith, be unto you. If God said it, I believe it by the power of confession. I can get a hold of anything that God has for the church. The devil is a liar. There is no power that can come against the power of the living church. Hallelujah. We are the most powerful movement in planet earth. Because we have the Holy Ghost. This is the church that was built on the rock. That even the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Hallelujah. Amen. There was one time. My elder daughter started to see demons in the house. This is what happens. When you are deeply involved in the ministry. Evil spirit starts to attack your family. You know what? I was not that crazy until that moment. When my daughter was screaming in the middle of the night. 2 a.m. in the morning. And he said, I was seeing this beast in the house. I feel that goosebumps. My body was reacting to this evil spirit. But I couldn't see it. Only my daughter was seeing it. But I was so angry. But I was just keep rebuking it in the name of Jesus. Two times it happens. I say, that's enough. After my daughter went to bed. I take my chair outside the house. Two and a half. Two thirty in the morning. Go outside on my chair. Start praying. The kind of prayer I was praying, I was like challenging someone in a fight. Devil, you just make the biggest mistake in your life with all the families are here. Why you come against my family? <laughs> and a few weeks ago, my dad was talking about this beast that, that our ancestors back in the village used to worship, so it's like a kind of a curse. Or if someone sees this beast, it means that someone has been doing or practicing witchcraft and is aftering your family. So when, I, when my daughter see that, I connect it to the story of my dad. And I knew straight away, it's from the village. And I tell the devil, I know where you are. And I'm coming after you. After two weeks of prayer and fasting, I said to my wife, I'm going to my village which is the lounge group. You have to go by boat for five days. Go by boat for five days. Went straight into the island. They were shocked because no one knows I'm coming to the islands. Now they were shocked. I was, hey, what you doing here? I said, I don't know what I'm doing here. I just love to come and visit my my village, my island. (laughs) Amen. But I start recognize straight away these people that are practicing witchcraft in the village just like that. No one have to tell me, I see them, I know them. Now God starts to give me that eyes that I can recognize and identify those people with the evil spirit. Yeah. Now when, they, when I saw them, they were shocked and they asked me, hey, when you are going back? I say, I'm just the right. Amen. So in the Christian tradition, they say, you have to be careful what food you eat when you go into The village don't accept any food because you have no idea what's in that food. Amen. And they said, they told me, Are we gonna come and visit you? I tell them I'm waiting for you. But I didn't know at that time in the village, both of the pastors they were pastoring in that island, they were both sick, paralyzed, they could not move, and there was no church in the island for last for at least three months. And I came in there like a superintendent. I opened the church because it was closed. I cut the grass. I cleaned the church building. I told the pastor, from this day onward, I'll be the pastor here. So, forgive me if I'm going to override all the programs in the church for the next two weeks. And the pastor, because they were heavily sick, he said, it's up to you. We are even glad that you are here. I start a fasting program every night. And I pray from 12 o'clock midnight to 4 o'clock in the morning. While doing praying, I pray walk. I, pray, I, pray, I do walking around the village. And I know all their houses. And I go to their house. I lose the power of the word of God and the blood of Jesus Christ. That midnight hour, for two weeks, no one come out from the house. Early in the morning, I knock their door. I just here to say good morning, and they were shocked because I was there. And they couldn't. They were like shaking, and they want to hug me. I hug them also. And someone tell me, they have this mbure outside somewhere, where they go and meet. You know how the witchcraft people do their thing. So that day I went and joined them. When I came into the Mure, everyone in the Mure go outside. For two and a half hours, I was in the Mure, no one came into the Mure. I'm here for a fight, devil. I'm here for a fight. This is the last thing you need to know. Don't you ever come against my family again. I've got every power on earth to put you down anytime I want. Because this is the church of the living God. Even the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And these signs will follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devil. Praise the Lord. For two weeks, hallelujah, I went to the chief of the village I said, I want to do an evangelistic meeting in the village. And they said, whatever you want to do, just do it because they were also scared of the witchcraft people. And they gave me our biggest hall in the the village. It was right in the center of the village. I put up the PA system. I start preaching the power in the name of Jesus. Seven were baptized in the name of Jesus. We start to build the service again. Now the momentum starts to build up again. And there was a revival in the whole island for two weeks. Then I came back. After two days and I reached home, I received a call from the village. One of the main witchcraft members of the village, they just found him dead on the beach. From that time until now, every time I come to the village, they come to Suva. And it's funny. All the people in the village, they say, hey, you should visit the village often. Now they realize the power of God. And I was an excited man. And I was not satisfied. I want to heal all kinds of sickness. Lord, this thing works. No? I go on fasting and praying every week. Every week. This thing is exciting. I love this. Why? Because the devil now recognizes me. And instead of me scared of him, he's now scared of me. I can go anytime in his territory. I can go anytime where he is. And he's leaving no chance but to leave. Because he cannot stand against the power of the church of the living God. Hallelujah. We ran into this unit in the hospital. We pray over all kinds of sickness. For one week we empty the whole hospital on that level. One week. The next day we came in. Now the doctor has to... Come and meet us. Before, we had a hard time with the, with the doctors. You're not allowed to come here. You, you don't have to disturb the patient. Also, when the time for the doctor to come visit the patient, you should not be here. Say said, please. I feel it in the spirit. These people need the power of God. So he just allowed me to this one patient. We pray over that one patient. For the next day, he was discharged. Everything was free. All this is just gone. Just like that now when we came into the next day the doctor said okay we have a critical condition on that room i think you guys need to go and pray we go and pray the next day he was discharged now we come again the next day the doctor said you can pray for all the patient over here we start laying on hands and we praying for them and they were all discharged now when we come the next day there was no patient we start witnessing to the doctors and to the nurses praise the lord isn't that so amazing to be part of something the crazy things that bring excitement to the wilderness, to the desert. This world is the wilderness. There's no life in this world. The only living thing on this world is the living organism that dwells in the Holy Spirit. And that is the church of the living God. I'm glad I'm part of that church. I'm glad I'm part of that movement in the wilderness. I'm on my way to the promised land. Upon all these signs and wonders, I was still unsatisfied because Jesus said, Even you will raise the dead. Lord, one more thing. I want to see dead raised. And God said, Praying and fasting. I go out there on a bread fasting. I get so tiny that my family thought that I had the HIV. Hey Amen. I was so tiny. But every time I walk into the church, there is a revival taking place. When I take the mic to pray over the offering, people feel with the Holy Ghost. And now the ministers, they realize and recognize there's something different. And they starts to, to, to enlist me into the pulpit to start preaching. The first time I preached, people filled with the Holy Ghost roll all on the floor. There were healing taking place in the house. Now they said, you need to come and preach every week. So I start preaching every week. I just preaching on the demonstration power of the Holy Ghost. Because I didn't have much revelation about, much knowledge about, the word of God but I was so excited about the demonstration power of the spirit and that's all I know, fasting and praying fasting and praying, fasting and praying Deuteronomy 6, 4, Acts 2, plus fasting and praying Hebrews 12, 14, holiness without no man shall see the Lord, X two thirty eight repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Deuteronomy 6, 4, hear all Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and that's all I know, fasting and praying, fasting and praying, fasting and praying, now God starts to open things This is the church on the move. Now, I say, Lord, where can I find a dead person? I was on fire after 21 days of fasting and praying. I was on fire. Lord, where can I find a dead person? In my mind, in the mortuary. (laughs) Guess what happened? I went straight to the mortuary. I came into the mortuary, and the security was there. Can I help you So, I want to come to the mortuary. For what? I don't know. I just want to come into the mortuary. You can't, we can't allow you here. At least you have a dead person, and you have to raise the phone. So I went back. While I was walking around the outside of the mortuary, a family came. The child is dead. And they have to take, put him into the morgue, and they have this fear. No one wants to take the child into the morgue. I asked them, what's the problem? Uh, no, we, we don't know who going to take her to the morgue. I said, I will, I will. I can take her inside. She are so you sure? You mean in the morgue? Yeah, I can take her to the morgue. Where's the, where, where's the receipt? So I take the receipt. And now the security see me again. What you doing here? I think I have a dead person here on the trolley. <laughs> put him in the morgue, amen, then he said, check his file, okay, you can come in, so I pushed the troll in the morgue to the next door where all the dead people are, and I closed the door, I locked it from the inside, I was on fire for Jesus, I, I, I didn't even ask the security where to put the dead person, I was so focused on the dead people already inside, I lock the door, I start opening those refrigerators. All the dead people lying, I start praying. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In Jesus' name, nothing happens. The next one, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the next one, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Nothing happens. And God speaks to me. Hey buddy, you're in the wrong place. Okay, I open the door again. So where do I have to put the dead person? Oh, it's on the other side. And okay, Lord, if it's not here, then where else? I'll show you. That was this night we were praying in the church. Just me and one of the assistant pastors. He is now the assistant pastor of the church in another church. We were praying. Something just happened. He just fell dead. Just like that. No pulse, no movement, no nothing. It was just me and him. I tried to revive him. I was a little bit panicked because I was sleeping that time when I heard the loud bang. And I wake up because I supposed to pray on the 3 o'clock time. He was praying. And we're going to be in the chain prayer. thing. So when I wake up, he was already on the floor. I tried to wake him up. Nothing happened. And the body starts to get cold. Now check all the pulse. No breathing. No nothing. Because I was half asleep. I was half awake. Only thing came into my mind, I have to call the pastor. We have to take this guy to the hospital. We have to take him to the mortuary. (laughs) I went straight to the pastor. While I was on my way to the pastor, and God said, I thought you were looking for an opportunity. I full stop, Turn back, then I ran back to that guy. (laughs) In Jesus' name, he jumped out. And he started crying. And later on, he tell me the story about how he see himself leave his body, leave the church, and he was on his way up. And the world was so small. And only thing that makes him come back when here in Jesus' name. He's got kids and children. What makes him cry that morning? Because of his family. And we were praying that whole night until morning. Amen. And now he's still preaching. And whenever I see him, I am always excited. And I always tell the devil, you are the father of all lies. Nothing from you is true. Every negativity, that is from the devil. It's not from God. We are the most powerful thing here on planet Earth. <laughs> Last testimony. I heard that evil spirits They always hunt people. Now I changed the story. I hunt them. You know what I did? I do prayer meetings in the cemetery, two o'clock in the morning. I take my young people, because in Fiji this is where you will find this kind of people. We call in Fiji tapakan rawndrawu, make ye Witchcraft practices, I know those times. When full moon is there, I knew somebody somewhere is doing something. Praise the Lord. And it's funny, we even took pictures. They didn't even realize us, we are there, just right beside them. <laughs> so we had this car, policeman car, coming park beside, beside the cemetery. All these blue-red lights, because somebody just report the noise beside the cemetery. When the police came near the cemetery, he heard people who were dancing and praising God. And he heard the name of Jesus speaking in other tongues. And he said, what you guys doing? they we are praying. You're having service here. Nothing else they can do. They went back. Every time I went and preached in the village, I see them, I know them. And they see me, they know me. God give you that gift. But what I'm saying tonight, uh, this morning, this is where you belong. The church of the living God. This is what will take you to the promised land. You cannot bypass the church and went straight to the kingdom of God. Because God is coming back for the church, not for the people, for the church. And you have to make it your business to maintain your position in the church. You have to fight your spot in the church. Because in the Old Testament, only two that leave Egypt that reached to the promised land. All of them were overthrown in the wilderness because God was displeased with them. Hallelujah. So Paul said, this is for our admonition. This is for our ensembles. Whatever was written, be For the sake of the people that were lost, dying in the wilderness, it is for our examples. Then we need to know our behavior in the house of God. For this is the pillar and the ground of truth. The church of the living God. Hallelujah. So this is what I say to myself. Whatever happens, I'm staying here. I'm not going to leave the church. I'm here to stay. Amen. I'm here to stay. Hallelujah. I was telling Pastor Harvey last night. During this COVID-19, my wife do a video call. My son was shaking cold. He was under the blanket. She was panicked. All the symptoms about the COVID was there. My son, she was crying. I told my wife, just give the phone to my son. He was six years old. I called him and he was just responding back. And I said, Hey, boy, do you believe in God? He said, yes, daddy. You believe in the healing power of God? Yes, daddy. Do you believe that God can heal you? Yes, daddy. While I was talking to him, I can feel the presence of God. And I start praying on the phone. After three hours, he falls asleep. And my wife called me again. He's now asleep. Everything starts to go back to normal. Early in the morning, they call me again. They are having breakfast on the table, with my son there. Like if nothing happens. Everything you need is in the presence of God. You need healing; it's here. You need the Spirit of God. It's here. Whatever circumstances, whatever problem, whatever you think, that starts to drown you in the spirit. Cause you confusion and you are discouraged with no faith in you. Just try and find yourself in the presence of God. King David said, this one thing I desire, I will seek after all the days of my life. That is to dwell in the presence of God just to behold the beauty of his presence even though I don't understand what's going on but I believe in God God is taking care of all my problems God I'm just going to make it my business I'm just going to try to be obedient to your will I'm going to try to be submissive to the authority that you've placed upon me because I trust in you and I trust that even the gates of hell Cannot prevail against him. Hallelujah. I'm going to close this morning. Luke 9 1. Then he called his disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And in verse 2, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. It's not just preaching. Healing also is available here in the presence of God. And may God bless us this morning.